0: the check, but you're actually able to go there and do it. You're actually able to see what really happens with the dollars that you invest.
1: Welcome everyone to the Driving Vision Podcast brought to you by the Ziegler Auto Group. And here with me, Auto Group Director of Talent Development, Mike Van Ryan. Welcome, Mike. Hey, thanks, Sam. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, like it if you do, and leave a comment. On September 14th, 2023, we'll join the 41st Annual Drive for Life Charity Gala with our annual red carpet live stream at the Radisson Hotel in Kalamazoo, Michigan. We hope you'll join us then. As we did last year until that September night, we look forward to featuring donors, charities, and the causes they support here on the Driving Vision Podcast. For the second Drive for Life feature episode, we turn to benefiting charity First Day Shoe Fund. Hey, everybody, welcome to the special edition of the Driving Vision Podcast, Future of Zag Today. With us today, actually, so we're here in studio, which we always don't get to do. And Maggie, first time you're with us here in studio, is director of the First Day Shoe Fund, Maggie Hesketh. Welcome, Maggie.
2: Thank you for having me here.
1: And by the way, you're back. This is your second time on the show, so we're excited to be able to interview you. Also with us from Ziegler Auto Group, Chief of Staff, Matt Thomas. Matt, ah, it's welcome. great to
0: be back again. Absolutely
1: so our purpose of being here today is to talk about first day shoe fund and all the great things that you're doing in the world so last we talked you described this incredible effort here in kalamazoo and across the region to help kids get shoes what are you up to now are you still doing that
2: yes we're still doing shoes lots and lots of shoes um so our mission is to provide a brand new pair of athletic shoes to any elementary school um, student uh, who attends a public school in kalamazoo county so we serve 48 different schools across all the education districts in the county
1: that is awesome what a great mission that is you don't ever run out of need right there's always need for more shoes
2: no right? sadly not a, and our need is growing
1: and it's growing yeah so last year we talked you were in a car we were somewhere else we didn't do it live because it was kind of tail end of the COVID world Has your ability to serve increased as we've come out of COVID?
2: For sure, yes. So last year I spoke to you and I was sitting in my car at Millerwood Elementary in Kalamazoo, right in the middle of fitting the shoes. So I stopped fitting shoes, ran to my car, spoke to you, went back in. And last year was the first year since 2019 that we were able to actually go into the schools with volunteers and help the kids try on the shoes themselves.
1: And as you describe that, that's an important part of the process, right? So anybody can collect money. And just give it to a school and say, hey, buy shoes. Anybody can just go buy a bunch of shoes. In fact, I think our our uh, call to action for our friends on the Driving Vision podcast, if you have a connection to Nike or Adidas or any shoe manufacturer, yep. you need that connection, right? Because yep. it'd be great for you not to have to worry about that as much. Because the cool part about what you do is that moment, that connection that's created as you gift those shoes to that kid. Tell yeah. us about what that's like. Yeah.
2: So we do, um, we take the shoes, we pack up a pair of shoes for each child. So Bombas, who are a sock manufacturer, donate as many pairs of socks as we have shoes. So we choose a pair of shoes for each child. So families go online or they can order with a paper order form and they can say almost exactly what they want. So they can say, you know, my child's in fifth grade at Woods Lake and he needs a men's size nine Velcro traditional colored pair of shoes. So we pick a pair of shoes for them at the warehouse. We pack them up with a pair of socks. Two men in a truck come and take them all away and they deliver Mm. them all over the county to every school. And then we go in with these massive groups of volunteers and we help the kids try on their shoes. And that is really the different part of our program. You get to directly make sure they fit, make sure they love them, make sure they're gonna work for them. Because even though caregivers might order a size 10, they might not fit.
1: They may not know.
2: They may not know. As we know with
1: kids too, by the way, one minute they can be a 10 and then two months later they can be a 13, right? Yeah, that's my
2: child. Yeah, for sure. So we get to go in and try them on. And sometimes what we chose, they don't love or they don't quite fit. And so myself and my colleague, Gloria, who's our program coordinator, we travel with about two or 300 pairs of shoes in our cars. Oh, wow. So we take them in with us. And if the kids shoes don't fit, then we swap them out for something that does.
1: That's incredible. So Matt, Thomas, you were able to go have this experience. Talk to us about what it's like fitting uh, these kids for the shoes and and what that's like to
0: give that kind of service. Yeah, you know, that to me was the greatest part because it was the ability to see the smiles on the faces of the, the students. And and like you said, Maggie said there were a couple that, hey, didn't really like this particular feel on it. No problem. Just went over to the bag picked out a couple, showed them, and we were able to resize them or change a color on it. And, you know, just the smile, the radiance of them being able to have their shoes, a brand new pair of shoes and put it on them was just it was just one of those moments you just don't forget. Right. And the other thing that was really cool too is the fact that, you know, they were they were just blown away by how how easy it was and it was just smooth and we just took them out and it was so quiet. I mean it was private. And the whole setup that Maggie and Gloria did, that Gloria was with us that day. It was just, it was so quiet and they came in, they fitted, they went back out. Nobody knew it. So it was really, you know, it was secretive enough where they didn't, they weren't getting exposed, which was really nice too. And, but the smiles was was all about, I mean, child after child, student after student, just smiling. And our team was having so much fun. We were having a great time. So I would recommend everybody should volunteer to do it (laughs) because it was well worth it. It was a great day for us. So that strikes
1: me as an interesting element of this whole project. As you talk about, it's kind of confidential, but it respects that individual's, it respects them as a person. It it, it keeps their dignity Correct. as they're being served and yet lights them up with a gift that really can benefit them. I mean, people need a pair of shoes, right? Yeah. So how did you come up with this idea of fitting? Because that to me is a, a big part of this.
2: I, I did not. No? I'm gonna okay. Give, <laughs> I'm going to give that to the founder. There's a lovely lady in Kalamazoo called Valerie who founded it in 2006. And fitting them was the fundamental part. Mm. So when it first founded, she would fit them at summer school, just at KPS, just kindergarten through second grade. So the kids that were at summer school would have them fitted in August which is why we're called First Day Shoe Fund, because they would have them for the first day of school. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, That's not a thing anymore, because she started with two schools and 300 kids, and we now serve 48 schools and about 6,000 children. Oh. So it's a bit tricky <laughs> to get them for the first day, yeah. but we get them to them as soon as we can in the fall. What you were saying about the privacy aspect, like we buy all our shoes. I buy every single pair myself. So this year so far, I bought about eight and a half thousand pairs of shoes. Wow. And we try really hard to make them all different. So much as I'd love Reebok or Nike or Adidas to come give me shoes, I don't want ten thousand pairs that match. Yeah,
1: you're not looking for a corporate sponsor to have all
2: the same shoes. No, we yeah. buy ten-ish pairs of each style of shoe, mm. so that nobody needs to know they came from us. So if a kid mm-hmm. wants to tell their friends where they came from, they can, and if they don't want to tell them, they don't have to, and no one would ever know.
0: Oh, that's yeah. They were all unique. Every mm-hmm. pair was different there was not there was not a pair that matched that was the same all throughout the day when we were there fitting you're right about that
1: maggie that's got to
0: be an incredible challenge
1: how many (laughs) how many pairs of shoes again
2: about eight and a half thousand
1: it would be fine saying hey give me eight thousand five hundred name a brand eighty five hundred and getting variety and making it personal and unique how on earth do you coordinate all that i buy them all it's
2: <laughs> insane you if, do it yourself yeah, <laughs> i buy them all myself um we don't have a supplier currently that will sell us shoes wholesale mm. so i go online on different websites and i see what's on sale that day and for people that don't buy 8,500 pairs of shoes, yeah. shoe prices change every day. Really? Especially on some of the bigger online stores, which I will not mention their names. Some days you go on and the black pair and the gray pair are $60, but the red pair are 15 So I buy the red pairs. And then a week later, something else will be 15 And you just have to go on every day and see what's on sale. So to
1: our buying audience, not to create competition <laughs> for you, but if, if you're a parent going out needing to buy shoes for their kids, what's... What's a few tips that are helpful i guess shop a lot it because it does change me. a lot right yeah. a,
2: use some of the online websites some of the online department stores especially ones i buy a lot from really department stores down south that we mm. don't have up here but mm. they'll ship them to me for free mm. um i wish lots of department stores didn't use so much shipping material but yeah. we spend most of our time trying to get rid of the recycling Unpacking, yeah. yeah unpacking but yeah i literally google every day kids sneakers women's sneakers see what's on sale See who has a good coupon code.
1: Wow. Yeah. So do you ever play in the high end of it? So I know kids in my neighborhood, uh, my son included, will actually collect those Nike collectibles and some of the others. You're not playing that game. I you?
2: wish we could. We okay. have kids, We do have to tell, especially the older fourth and fifth graders when they come in. Yeah. We don't have Jordans, we yeah. don't have Air Force, we don't have the shoes they really would love, and yeah. you know, I can't afford $200 $1, pairs of shoes. No, no. But my average price currently is $17.50 a pair, hmm. but I'm only buying brand name shoes. When we first started, um, in order to keep costs down in early 2000s, they would buy a lot of Walmart, Payless, no brand name shoes. And we talked about serving with dignity. And one way of serving with dignity is giving the kids something they want. Yeah. So they look like their peers. It helps their confidence. So we've moved away from buying no name brand shoes. And so now we only buy nice shoes. And my logic is if I wouldn't put my kids in them, I'm not putting someone else's kids in them. That's
1: beautiful. That is beautiful. That is neat. So any interesting stories of gifting these shoes this past year that strike you as standing out since we
2: last talked? For sure so since we last talked we talked at millwood yeah a couple of days later i was at woodward which is another elementary school and they have an early childhood special education class for children with additional needs and there was one little boy who i could not get a pair of shoes on his feet because he wore afos which are like leg braces to help um, his walking no. and when you have those on your feet you can't bend your feet so nothing i did could get him into a pair of shoes oh. which i did not. Like the feeling that he was the one kid in the class that went home without shoes, yeah. So, over the winter, I spent some time looking for accessible shoes and I should have bought some with me because they're super cool. And we found a manufacturer called Billy Shoes, and they're these special shoes that look a bit like high tops, but they do make them in regular shoes and they zip all the way down and all the way around. Oh, so they they... they zip you put your foot in them, you zip them back up. And so, we were very excited to find these, they're about four times the price of the regular shoes I buy, Mm. but we decided that it's really important to us that we're inclusive of all the kids that are out there yeah and so we started buying those and so our big improvement for this year is that as well as doing shoes in the fall we went back to 10 schools in march so 10 of the schools in the county that have the highest need we went back in march and did a pilot spring distribution to see if that's something that that kids need it is clearly the hill there was a fabulous kid in fifth grade who'll now be going to middle school and he was our first recipient of one of these pairs of Billy shoes. That's cool. So I went and measured him because you have to measure them very carefully. It's very technical, and yeah. I asked him what he wanted. He wanted red shoes, so I yeah. ordered him red shoes, and he was very And they are the first shoes ever he's been able to put on by himself. Wow. And we watched him zip them up, and myself and the site coordinator had to turn around because we both cried. Oh. And then every day since then, he just left fifth grade. Now he would tell the teacher look at my shoes every day for three months yeah. and being able to give a kid the independence of being able to put on their own shoes which we all take for granted yeah. is one of those things that i think is just amazing
0: that's beautiful
1: so, so he had never yeah. worn what what had he done for shoes prior to that was he, he
2: would wear regular shoes but sizes bigger just so too big much, so they'd... much too big and he couldn't, yeah. he couldn't do the velcro and he couldn't tie them up yeah it's cerebral palsy and so he needed something that was accessible to him so if anyone goes on our Facebook page, actually a video of him zipping them up. No faces, just his yeah, head. Yeah. But to show how accessible they are for kids in our community that need something different.
1: What does that mean to you and the other volunteers that were there in that moment when he zipped those up for the first it time? It was
2: just me and the teacher. Yeah. <laughs> was like, it was. It, it's yeah. a fabulous thing to see. And we've only fitted three pairs so far in our spring pilot. We're anticipating fitting somewhere between fifty and hundred pairs in four. Wow. So we'll wow. order each pair, we go out, measure each child individually, order each pair specially for each child. So what a
1: neat what a neat example of finding a need and not only serving that need as 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 you have, you kind of took this on, someone started it and you've kind of made it bigger, but then you've continued to innovate to find continuous ways to improve that and then given others the opportunity you know as i talked to matt and i talked to other members of our team it's meant a ton to them matt right there were other people from our team that went tell a little bit about the other ziggler team members that were there yeah i think the same
0: thing i mean when we when we first of all were approached that we could actually volunteer for this we were blown away and it it was a two-second conversation and everybody was in and then we just unpacked that whole day and we're just talking about it and saying how nice it is. It's not only that you're writing a check, but you're actually able to go there and do it. You're actually able to see what really happens with the dollars that you invest. And you know, it's going to change the lives of those individuals. Right. And I know, like I said, for me, it would have made a huge difference. I mean, when I was growing up, because we we just couldn't afford to get new shoes every year. So we would have been one of those families that would have benefited from it for sure. And so I know like every year, I'm going to do that every year because it just, it makes a huge difference. And our entire team was blown away. And again, couldn't stop talking about the smiles, the laughter, and even for the the ones that were like, Hey, I, could I get a different color or just to try and to make sure that we were doing everything we could to accommodate and seeing the whole setup behind it to make sure that you had extra shoes. And I'm telling you, all the students were blown away. And I, it was amazing to me as, there is a bigger need. There were a lot more kids as you walk through the school where you're like, they could use another pair of shoes. And so there's a need out there. So if you're listening to this podcast, I would highly recommend that you take the opportunity to become a sponsor and become a partner in in the first day shoe fund, because we've seen it real life. And being at the open house and hearing some more stories again, of people that were impacted and families, it was really beneficial and you're super lean. So every dollar is 100% impactful to the first day shoe fund so if you're listening and you're a you know local organization or maybe you're somewhere across the united states i would tell you get a hold of maggie get a hold of them because they could use those extra dollars for sure
1: so as you mentioned drive for life you're you're a big benefactor of the drive for life charity 100 percent of the dollar. so every single dollar that goes to drive for life comes straight to charities such as yourself you're you're one of the uh, primary uh benefactors of drive for life so we're grateful to have you here back again so obviously contribute by attending drive for life by auctioning on the items but then also where can people go to find out more about first day shoe fund
2: for sure they can go check out our website which is literally firstdayshoefund.org it is just about to go through an update we have um, a new marketing chair and our website design we're just about to overhaul it which will be nice because it you know get new pictures get some new information out there and also follow us on social media Okay. That's where most of our photos and our videos and our information goes, is straight to our Facebook page. I'm not so good with Instagram yet. It's not my thing, but okay. I try. Um, and then they can just contact me directly. Okay. They can always call us or email us. We literally have a staff of two.
1: Wow. So they'll always yeah. get
2: somebody if they call us.
1: I'm just astounded. 6,000 shoes, but with so few helpers. I mean, you really do a hero's uh, a hero's work. So. What's the toughest shoe to find this past year? Is there a size that has just been just a terrible, difficult challenge for you to find?
2: Yeah, last year it was boy's size four. Okay. I don't know why. Okay. It's nice looking, not crazy expensive, larger women's shoes. Really? Yeah, so you can buy them if yeah. you want to spend $100. Oh. But I can't spend $100. I don't even spend $100 on my own shoes. Yeah. Um. And so finding the bigger shoes for the girls' In fourth and fifth grade mm-hmm. who really wants something particular yeah it's harder sometimes you can find all the pink but they don't want pink or mm-hmm. only gray and they want something else and so the smaller shoes are super cute and as they get bigger they're not so cute yeah but the kids are still the same age yes so that's probably you know the biggest struggle but we have some good manufacturers that we like we can find fairly easily on online so.
1: yeah What's the biggest pair of shoes you bought this year?
2: Men's 14.
1: Men's 14. The
2: smallest one is a girl's size 5, and the biggest one is a men's size 14. 14. Ah. Yeah.
1: That's it, a, that, That's a big shoe that, for a kid that age. That is, is a awesome. big shoe.
2: We don't carry many of them. Yeah. But we do carry some. And then this year, we've been focusing on buying more wide shoes. About 20% all requests for wide shoes, which still astounds me, too. Yeah. Um. And so they're much harder to buy. Not oh. every shoe manufacturer makes wide shoes. Oh. Only a few of them, and they're really expensive. So this year we've been working on New Balance, make some really nice white shoes, and I managed to find an online place that sells them fairly cheaply. Yeah. So we've been building a our like, stock of wide shoes.
1: That's awesome. And so it's interesting. Inflation's the big topic nowadays. How does that impact what you're trying to do with finding shoes? That's got to impact
2: that I would think. It's not ideal. Yeah. um so especially now we're trying to buy only brand name shoes yeah obviously we are having to pay more yeah personally i don't think seventeen dollars fifty for a pair of brand name shoes is bad no i, I challenge most people to go out <laughs> no. and find those no. <laughs> <In> that <game. laughs> yeah that's. A um, pretty... so it definitely has gone up i will say that shipping sometimes is a bigger problem mm-hmm. costs of like freighting in large quantities of shoes we find that to be one of the big issues too
1: yeah. That's neat. I, you know, I know that there will be listeners that are listening to this podcast, the show, seeing the posts where they're like, Hey, I, I want to help. They'll give money to drive for life. They'll come on your website and they'll give money there. But also, you know, I, I just got to believe there's people with knowledge of the shoe industry and maybe certain manufacturers that could help because it's such a unique and such a great cause. So you're increasing the number of times you're doing this every year in
2: fact yes so since 2006 it's always been a full distribution a late summer early fall catching the kids when they go back to school but when i started we talked about the ways we could grow so we talked about we could grow by going to middle schools we could grow by going outside of calamazoo county to be honest i think most people agree the easiest thing often to do is to do the same thing but more often yeah rather than trying to change what you do so we decided to try a spring distribution because kids in elementary school generally will grow two sizes, one to two sizes a year. So we went back out to 10 schools in March and fitted 1,440 pairs of shoes in five days mm. at 10 schools. And Gloria and I would see kids that we recognized, we recognized their shoes, not the children, yeah. would recognize their shoes coming back in. Yeah. And even after five, six months, they were growing out of them yeah. they were not lasting because for many kids unlike you know maybe our children who have multiple pairs of shoes for many of these children that's their only pair of shoes so if they don't have winter boots that's all they're wearing yeah. all winter they're wearing they don't wear shoes. as well that way they don't yeah. so they were coming back in and we were fitting them again and so we did 10 schools in march this year and then next year assuming we can find enough funding we'll be doing something between 20 and 25 schools
1: and watch. Wow. By the way, I, I want to correct you on something you said. You said sometimes it's easier to just do more of it. I don't think easier is the <laughs> right word. I think probably more effective because now you're meeting a, and more efficient because you're meeting a need. Easy is yeah. not buying 6,500 shoes in a year. That's insane. <laughs> um, you're also doing some neat things to make more people uh, part of this and, and and include others that maybe haven't been in the past.
2: Correct. I mean, Kalamazoo is a super diverse community, especially the Kalamazoo public school system. And we know that not all families check their kids' backpacks. Mm -hmm. Not everyone reads the teacher's emails. Not everyone can be involved in their kids' education as much as maybe they would like. Mm -hmm. And so what we're finding is, like you said, lots of kids you would see in the school weren't getting shoes. Because a caregiver does have to request the shoes. We don't just bring shoes for everybody we would go under at that point.
1: Actually, that's sad because I would think some of the least engaged caregivers might put their kids at the most risk. So I love that you've discovered that as a need and you're seeking to meet that. So
2: we're trying to get out our information as many ways as we can through social media, increased marketing. We had an amazing marketing firm make us a a video. Mm. They actually came to one of our schools and videoed what fitting day looks like. So we can use that. So over the summer, we're going to be sharing our video with places that families go. No, hopefully places like the health center, kidnet places that we know that families go. So they can see what it looks like, they can see what we do, they know that their kids are going to be treated with dignity, that we want them to be comfortable, that it's not something they should be embarrassed about asking for. So we're trying really hard with our marketing to reach more families, and then we've been working hard—not me personally, because I only speak English, and not always that well. So we've been working really hard with some of the other local organisations who work with families where English is second language, okay. to have our order forms translated, translated into Farsi for some of the Afghan refugees and French for the Congolese population. Um, we have a group right now who are working on translating our order for um, our poster. So that we can put that up in different like community centers so people can actually see what we do in their own language wow and last year for the well actually in the spring this year for the first time we took out translators actually two fitting day to some of the schools which need different languages for their children so in some of the kps schools they have like first entry classrooms where kids go when they first come to america and so we took out a translator that could speak to them so that's that they cool. knew what we were doing because it's really hard to do it in the second language
1: that's incredible Well, what, what an organization, what a vision, what a, what a great thing that you're out in the world doing 6,500 shoes this past year. Is that your record or what is your record?
2: I honestly don't know. COVID kind of messed things up. Yeah. So I would say that's probably about as high as it's been. Okay. Um, we're hoping that this year is obviously this year will be more yeah. since we've already done nearly 1500 pairs of shoes in March. Yeah. This year it has to be more. We yeah. would love to
1: be there when you hit that 10,000, <laughs> because that's a big mark, not only for yeah, you yeah. having to source those on <laughs> your own, but then also yeah. setting up the fitting yeah. and making the impact. And, you know, we always talk at the Ziegler auto group, uh, we talk about the ripple in the pond, the difference you make. And I can imagine the satisfaction only for you, but Matt and others who have, 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 given back through this way, like you're making a difference in a way that's difficult to fully trace, right? So, And to all of our listeners, hopefully you see this as a great cause like we do. You're inspired by it in a similar way. Again, contributing to Drive for Life, going to the First Day Shoe Fund website, and just reaching out and supporting Maggie and her team as, as best you can. Any closing thoughts,
2: Maggie? That that, that would be great. Everything, honestly, <laughs> is interested in getting more involved with us. We'd love to speak to you. Yeah. As well as money, we always have volunteer opportunities. We're always looking for people to spread our message, You know, share our social media posts, yeah. you know, just come and see what we do. Um, we always welcome people at our building. Just learn more about us.
1: I know that there are people listening to this that are like, hey, I live in Cleveland, Ohio, or I live in Denver, Colorado. I want to do this here in my own town. Is this nationwide or is it just here in Kalamazoo?
2: We're just here in Kalamazoo, but they are all over the country. So there's
1: a similar brand.
2: There are similar. Lots of them standalone. Okay. There are a few big national ones which go out into different schools. Not necessarily like us. We go to the same schools every year. Yeah. Some of these organizations, you can apply for them to come to your mm-hmm. school. But I know we're here. There's one in Grand Rapids. There's, I think there's one in Traverse City. I guarantee there's one in Detroit. But yeah, they are all over the country.
1: That's awesome. Well, Matt, before I give you the last word, I want to take uh, issue with something you said earlier. You don't speak English well. You speak English better than any of us do. English is your first language, our second. We love your accent. We love the brightness that you bring every single time we get a chance to talk to you and love the mission that you're uh, engaged in and just wish you all the success as you continue to buy these shoes. and
0: fit shoes to these kids Matt any closing? it's amazing what you and Gloria do and you know on behalf of all the families you're impacting you thank you because you know we're just excited to come along and partner with you we really are but to see it firsthand and to see all the behind the scenes work that that goes on between you and Gloria it was amazing to go to go over to your facility and see how organized and just you you think everything through and it was I was blown away so thank you thank you for allowing us to come and partner with you It it was a lot of fun
1: A big thanks to First Day Shoe Fund for contributing to this week's episode. Until next week, how are you driving vision today?